Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL Scouting Combine invite list was released... And boy, oh boy, were there snubs. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the Combine Snub Chief. And with me, as always, is AJ Tom Cable Marchese. Okay, uh, two things. One, never call yourself that again. That's my Twitter handle now. And two, never call me that again, please. That's what we go by permanently on this show. No. Today we'll look at some major 2019 NFL draft news. We'll go through the biggest NFL combine snubs. And then we'll continue our 2019 NFL draft position rankings with the offensive tackles. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for a net or Bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to tell you all about our new friends from TickSplits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TickSplits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com, enter promo code ARMCHAIR, at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code armchair. Tick splits. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. Wow. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> Valentine's is silly, but AJ, to get into the spirit, who's your number one draft crush right now? Oh, no. Yeah, this uh, is a very on-the-spot question. No, I don't like this. Uh... Uh, Penny Hart, get it? That was stupid. Fuck you. You wrecked it. <laughs> Sick man. Uh, I thought at least I thought I was gonna guess yours would be like Devin Singletary, but sorry, guess not. Cool. <laughs> Put me uh, on the spot. What do you want? I'm gonna make a dumb joke. Oklahoma Heisman. Well, first draft news: Oklahoma Heisman winning QB <laughs> Kyler Murray announces he is fully committed to football and will pay his signing bonus back to the Oakland A's after being the ninth overall pick in the 2018 Major League Baseball draft. Uh, He has a chance to be the first first first-round pick in both Major League Baseball and the National Football League. AJ, thoughts? Uh, He's making the right choice. I'm glad he committed to football. Correct. In theory, baseball's the right choice. Yes, if he's Mike Trout and turns into Mike Trout. Chances are slim he'd actually be able to cash in on one of those $300 million deals. And uh, baseball has a ton of control over your contract, and it takes a while to cash in on anything. Meanwhile, like if he's a first-round pick, and he will be, that's definitely why I made this decision. He's going to get like at least $8 million guaranteed right away, and quarterbacks get paid in this league. What do you think about all the all the talk, like how he can uh, dictate where he wants to get drafted, like uh, like John Elway and stuff? No, I don't. I don't really buy into that. Me either. I don't. He's not. The, he's not the same caliber as pros, a prospect, right? Yeah, and I th- it's gonna be really fun seeing him at the combine and just seeing the process with him because obviously the tools are all there, but it's the the size question is huge, if, especially if he comes in at five nine one eighty five or whatever. Yeah, his agent said yesterday that Kyler's weighing 205 right now though if that's true because his weight his weight's more important than his height to me 
Absolutely. We all we all know how he's under five ten. Yeah. But he, he needs to get over that two hundred pound threshold and hopefully pushing two ten, I think. If um like they were looking at it today, uh on Twitter I saw batted passes for the QBs in this draft. Yeah, and I saw Ky- the same. Kyler's got the lowest amount. And then they were looking at Russell Wilson, like Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel, guys who are shorter in the NFL, and like there's no like Correlation. It, it, yeah, there's no correlation between height and batted passes. No, it's just and like there's, they, ne- there's never been. It's no, 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 it's just they thing. like old NFL thought likes to make you think height's super, super duper important. Think about how many tall quarterbacks bust all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not about um, like guys getting their hands up and like just being short and not throwing over a guy. It's about passing lanes and finding them. Exactly, and we saw he played behind an offensive line with five NFL players on that offensive line. <laughs> yeah, that it was a big offensive line. Uh, and it didn't affect him. Like, very few quarterbacks are going to naturally throw over the top of a defensive lineman, you know, a 6'5 guy putting his hands up in the air and jumping. Like, yeah. If any, I don't, probably none of them. Like, you know what I mean? Who's released points higher than that? Yeah, exa- exactly. Um, in other news that co- like coincides with this after Cliff Kingsbury said he would select Kyler Murray number one in the NFL draft back in October while still Texas Tech's head coach rumors have been flying about trading last year's 10th overall pick Josh Rosen and selecting Murray both Kingsbury and Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell have come out and reaffirmed their commitment to Rosen are we surprised no because that never made any sense yeah that was very stupid um I we said this before and I'll keep saying it Part of the reason Kingsbury took the job is because of Josh Rosen. Like, yeah, they they hired Cliff because they need Rosen to develop, um, and and uh, like it makes no sense that they didn't hire Cliff knowing Kyler Murray would pick football. Yeah. and Josh Rosen is a higher caliber quarterback prospect coming out of UCLA than Kyler Murray is right now coming out of Oklahoma. All all this revisionist history because Rosen had a quote-unquote bad rookie year about him being a shitty quarterback prospect is very stupid. I love when people tweet out their, like, QB. I saw one today. It was, like, ranking the QBs from 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021 for their NFL. Like, like, like you know, but okay. Yeah. Like, you've watched the tape of the 2021 QBs, all of them. Yeah. Um, anyway, it had, like, Baker Mayfield number two. And I was like, people have revisionist history in Baker Mayfield going, like... Yeah. This time last year, people were not in on Baker Mayfield as the number one pick, and now everyone acts like it was an obvious selection when the Browns took him. I feel like this time last year, Baker like just got himself into the twenties. Yeah, after the Senior Bowl. After the Senior Bowl, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, so I, I I don't put much stock into that. Why would they pass up a potential off, uh, All Pro defensive lineman in Nick Bosa or Quinnen Williams? Yeah. To then and then trade Josh Rosen, like it just doesn't make any sense. No. Um, in other news, Mississippi State interior defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons tore his ACL during pre-draft workouts this week. Uh, Simmons, who has a big off-field red flag, is considered a top ten talent on tape. Uh, he's the number six player on my board. So there's been a lot of talk about how far he will slide now. Um, there's been reports that. NFL teams do not expect him to be drafted in the first round now. Which, I mean, it makes sense. Like, where would you have seen him sliding to? The the mid-teens because of the red flags? Uh, the star? Uh, as, I don't think he would have got past um, the Vikings pick 18th, I think. Okay. I don't think he gets past yeah. them. But yeah, I'd say he goes somewhere between uh, 13 and 18, probably. So yeah, the mid-teens. And then, now with the ACL injury like that... To, to me, though... Like, I think he is a top five to top ten prospect. Like I said, he's six on my board right now. Yeah. Um, why, like, we've seen ACL injuries really don't, aren't what they used to be. Like, people are turned from a torn ACL like it's nothing these days. Um, obviously, yeah. you're, you're passing up the rookie production. But a team like the Rams, who are picking 31, are mm-hmm. losing to Devin Kung Su. Like, are they really going to pass up Jeffrey Simmons? Yeah. Like, that just is something I, I keep thinking about is, uh, there's no way, I I don't think he could slide till, someone said day three because of the ACL and the red flag. There's no, no way. Like, Jalen Smith had a potentially ruin his career injury um, yeah. and, and still went top 40. 
Like mm-hmm. Simmons is going top. If he doesn't go day one, he's going to be one of the first five picks of day two. Yeah, like the only thing. Well, another thing hurting Simmons's uh, stock is how good the D line group is. Yeah, in general. But he is to me. He but. is significantly better than the like I I put him Quinn and Williams and Ed Oliver in that first tier, and yeah. he's significantly better than that. Uh, second tier of guys who I, I I'm obviously I'm high on them too but mm-hmm. I just like to me he's he reminds me so much of Fletcher Fletcher Cox so I just don't I get I guess I get I get why a team who needs success instantly would pass him up like yeah. a mid-teens team but I just think a, t- a team like the Rams just based on circumstance or a team just picking early in the second round you need to cash in on a guy like that it, yeah if there isn't more off-field issues um I don't see any way he gets slided like past forty five. Yeah, like that. Like just, at all. Yeah. Um so. in some combine news that recently broke, Louisiana Tech edge rusher Jalen Ferguson, who some see as a first round pick, has had his twenty nineteen NFL scouting combine invite rescinded after the NFL found he was convicted of simple battery his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh that put him with Jeffrey Simmons in Colorado State wide receiver Preston Williams as the players not invited due to convictions for violence. Um, let's start by saying I don't see Jalen Ferguson as a first round pick. I think he's more of a late day two guy. Yeah. Um, there is like, I don't see first round on, especially in this edge class with him at all. But, uh, some people do, I've seen him as mocked as high as like 11 or 10 or something, which is crazy. Um, I mean, we, we, we've talked about this a lot off pod, uh, AJ and I have, um, not letting these guys go to the combine, AJ made this point, um, hurts the NFL teams more than it hurts these guys. It, it like, hurts both for sure, but yeah. Like, but it doesn't – like Jeffrey Simmons, had he not torn his ACL, was going in the first round either way, combine yeah. or not. Joe Mixon was going in the second round, combine or not. Um, and you're, you're going to get to talk to these kids. It's just – it's just, Yeah, it, like anyways, now they, they so have so. less time to – dive deep into their background and find out why they made the wrong choice. It just, I, it, and um, it gives them less to go off of for athletic testing too. It, do, yeah. it doesn't hurt the kids nearly as much as I think it hurts the NFL teams. Um, I don't know. I think it's, in, they it probably shouldn't exist as a rule. I get why it does. But again, it's doesn't not really hurting the kids and it's hurting the teams more than the kids. It, it's it's good for NFL public relations. Public yeah, that, that's the stuff. that's the one thing. Yeah. But if you talk to anybody in like the scouting side, yeah, they all agree it's a silly rule just because it's not really doing anything for anybody. No, it it isn't. I don't. It's like a weird punishment because like it's not like this ends up affecting if they're suspending or not in the NFL. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. And I mean, rightfully so, obviously. But I'm just saying. It doesn't end up mattering. No, so. just giving the teams less chance to get more background on the kids and athletic testing as well. Yeah. All righty. I mentioned at the top of the show the 2019 scouting combine invites are out. Um, we've seen the list. Three hundred. Well, originally it was 338, so I guess 337 players <laughs> have been invited. Um, no, no, 338 were invited, but he got his rescinded. Yeah, good point. Um, but there were a handful of snubs. Uh, I think there was... A couple really surprising ones. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're just going to go position by position. Shout out a snub here or there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the NFL Combine snub chief, as the listener knows. Been, I've been known to... I've been known for years by that title. So, diving in. I think... I think diving in. Quarterbacks. Yeah. They did a pretty good job with quarterbacks. They did. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, some guys who shouldn't be there that, like... Speaks <coughs> Orly or uh, <coughs> Browning. I don't know how he's there, but, but you're not surprised by him. No, I wasn't surprised by anybody on the list. No, I think, I think like there's two guys that like maybe if you want to swap them, but I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, I wrote three names down that I would have had all three of these guys over Browning or McSorley. All right, throw oh, and and sorry, down. Browning, McSorley, and Nick Fitzgerald. And Fitzgerald. Sorry, third round pick, Nick Fitzgerald. Arizona State quarterback Manny Wilkins. Me too. I like Manny. I wanted to see him there. Uh, like, the athletic size would have been fun uh, just to watch him, and I think it. I'm you gonna, know, him slinging the ball. I'm going to say this, too. AJ. I got a I got a, a hot pro comp that just popped in my head for uh, old Manny. Okay, John Wolford. <laughs> you in? Well, I mean, 
Manny Wilkins could be a Hot Shots legend too. I'm so. literally writing this in my scouting report. John Wolford saved. That's I don't I don't know. That's a weird comment. But... No, 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 no. Because they play in the same matter, stadium. Because yeah. they play in the same stadium. Correct. Okay. Manny would be good in the. Uh, in I mean, the, I could see him in the Alliance. He could be there next year if he doesn't uh, end up sticking with the team. He that, that's that's what like I'd rather have him in training camp than I would ra- like over Trace McSorley or um, yeah, but Jake Trace. Brown. Trace fakes injuries and then plays through them. That was smart. Uh, another quarterback, South Dakota State's Taron Christian. Hey, I'm glad that you said it. Cool. I, I like Taron Christian. I would have for sure liked to see him there. I'm not surprised he's not. Me, yeah, me neither. And Oklahoma State QB Taylor, Taylor Cornelius. Cornelius. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually I, slightly surprised he wasn't invited. Me too. Me too. I, I, I think... I would like if I had to choose one. I'd like to see Manny there. Me too. But I, I, I have the Manny biggest above su- the other two. Yeah, the biggest surprise to me for sure is Taylor Cornelius, though. All right. Uh, any other quarterbacks for you? No, that's they, it. They did a pretty good job. I'll give them that. Kyle Schrader there, complain. and that mattered to me. So <laughs> I can't uh, complain about the quarterbacks. Running much. backs, on the other hand, yeah, they missed some. They, I think the three big misses. But on the yeah. other hand, when you look at it, it's like who are you taking out. Just because yeah. every year there's so many guys starting running back. Like, last year, I was looking at my notes. Uh, last year, like, obviously we know Philip Lindsay, who we both loved. He was both yeah. on our snubs from last year, and so was Edo Smith. Edo Smith wasn't invited <laughs> last year. Yeah, no, that was bad. Both bad. So. And uh, so there's just too many running backs. I think all three of these running backs are, that I've down are getting drafted for sure. Um, Utah State running back Darwin Thompson's the the mm-hmm. first major one. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's a top 10 running back. Um, Nebraska running back Devine Ozigbo, who I also think is a top 10 running back. And then North Dakota State running back Bruce Anderson. Those are for sure the three big ones. Yeah. Like, I think Darwin Thompson's a Tariq Cohen type. I think Ozigbo can be an instant contributor in an NFL backfield. I think Bruce Anderson just – he can play special teams. He can catch passes and he can pass block. And he's going to be in the NFL. Yeah, it's – Darwin and and uh, Ozebo, for sure, two guys that would have been fun to watch test too. So that's yeah, that, yeah. Dar- Darwin's this little. I don't know if you saw the video this this week of uh, or um, the tweets this week. Apparently, he can back squat seven fifty. Yeah, I don't know what and, that means. And he can squat seven hundred and fifty pounds on his back. Yeah, like back squatting, not front squatting. Okay, and he's five foot eight. And he's 200 pounds. He's just yeah. this little rock. And, like, Ozigbo's this massive dude. Like, yeah. thick. Not tall, but thick. Uh, yeah. And uh, Bruce terrible. Anderson, even even him would have been, uh, yeah. been interesting. Yeah, I, I liked what I saw from him at the Senior Bowl. Maybe a little more juice than uh, people expect. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, th- I mean, knowledge. I think the two positions they, they missed on the most are running Wide back receiver. and receiver. Back. For like sure, if absolutely. I, my top... Uh, my top five misses are all running backs and receivers. Yeah, uh... Going to receiver, I don't want to jump the gun, but there was definitely a couple guys that could be taken out. Yeah, do you say miss? Where, you, like you said, a running back, it's pretty loaded, so it's hard to complain. Exactly. Um, going to receiver now. The there's three big ones to me. I think um, all three are top five snubs. Hey, uh, actually, you can go to I'm sure allamericans.com right now and read my top twenty five snubs of the NFL scouting combine. Uh, anyway. North Carolina receiver Anthony Ratliff Williams to me is the biggest snub of the whole thing. You know, know you know how high I am on him. Yep. Um, then obviously Georgia State receiver Penny Hart. That one. That's my biggest one, and and also really shocking. surprising. Yeah, after how great of a week he had in Mobile, he was so. one of the ten best guys at the Senior Bowl, probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Olamide uh, is a. Zachut, I can't say his last name. Zacchaeus? I Zacchaeus. Think it is. Okay, Almeid Zacchaeus, the receiver from Virginia, who's like a Penny Hart type, where they're both they're both like five eight, both about like one eighty, one ninety, both slots. Um, the he was the least surprising of the th- the trio, but but like I was still really yeah. like I think all three of those guys can contribute in the end. Like, I mean, if you just look at the pro comps I have on all three of them, like Ratliff <laughs> Williams, I have Jeremy Macklin, Penny Hart, I have Taylor Gabriel, and Zacchaeus, I have Albert Wilson. Like it's. Three kind of big time NFL contributors, um, and then there was a couple names on the actual list that uh, kind of out of nowhere. So yeah, the kid from Malone, yeah, who like the leader in yards per game in all of college football last year, or something like that. Yeah, uh, Alex Wesley from Northern Colorado, who like 
Penny Hart way outdid him at the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, for sure. That's why that a, one throws me off. Yeah. Uh, also, like, Johnny Dixon from Ohio State's there. Well, what, what else is new? Big school bias, though. For Yeah, but for real. like that, That's why it throws me off that Anthony Ratliff-Williams was in there, because he has hype. Um, He's went to North Carolina. Yeah, that's a, like, it's a bad football program. No, it's know, Power it's, 5. It's Power 5. Yeah. Some may like, say. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, all three of those guys to me are contributors in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping to tight end now. There's one clear the, one. There's maybe. one clear one. I think there's only one, really. They did yeah. a pretty good job. Uh, and it's Stetson tight end Donald Parham. This is just like more no fun league, man. I want to see. <laughs> I, I think everyone wants, like, whether you think he's good or not. You want to see he's him there? He's 6'9", 240-pound tight end. Who dominated his level of competition? Yeah, like, and now he he might be hurt because we saw him go down with the senior role. But I mean, he still would have been invited. So. Yeah, like that sucks. This I sucks. would have loved to see how fast he he ran. Also, it was important for. I found out Bucky Hodges sucks from the combine because I found out at the combine he couldn't get in the three point stance. stance. Yeah, <laughs> and Donald Parham's like got that Bucky Hodges vibe to him at times. But I mean, Rob, all eyes are gonna be glued on the Stetson Pro Day now. That's smart. Maybe this was a play by Stetson. I mean, Stetson's trying to trying to make the leap in uh, Central Florida to become a more legit program. Um, yeah, but like it would it would have been massive for Prime, and also seeing if he like some people evaluate him as tight end, some as a receiver. Like this would have yeah, that, that. that was a bad snub to be honest. Yeah. Just because like get him there. I mean, Penny Hart was snubbed too, like that. Oh no, definitely. I mean, those are obvious. But I mean, just like look at Donald Parham. He should. Be, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's his big. Yeah, day. That's, like they got that San Diego State tight end there, Keith Wenning or whatever his name. Kale Kale Warring. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, jumping off offensive tackles. Um, I got two written down. Uh, one of them is just our boy, uh, and one of them had some hype. Uh, Miami offensive tackle Tyree St. Louis. And then Rutgers offensive tackle Tariq Cole. Yeah. Uh, I like one of them a lot. <laughs> so, to, I'm surprised St. Louis, Louis was in there because he had hype throughout the year. Yeah. Everyone, I'm like, surprised he, both of them are. Well, I mean. No one least, talks about Tariq Cole, though. Yeah, he had a down year a bit, I think, and obviously he plays at Rutgers. So. But St. Louis is more surprising to me for sure. Yeah, just because he, he was talked about all year. He played in the ACC yeah. uh, at Miami. And, you know, I, I was surprised he was in there. Um, interior offensive line. More sleeper slash guys I like mm. that weren't invited, like our guy Ryan Anderson from Wake Forest. Yeah, I, like another guy I haven't seen too much talk about him though. All yeah, year. yeah. Um, I, one of my guys who I don't know if anyone else has talked about Middle Tennessee State's Chandler Brewer. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Jesse Bur- Burkett, the Stanford center. That one's a little, a little bit that's surprising. A little surprising yeah. I think the biggest surprise was Tron Prescott, the NC State guard, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially he's a massive. He's six five three thirty. I, w- I would have liked to see him. And, and but Anderson six six at center. I would have loved to see I, that. I like Anderson. I liked him so much. And Brewer six six as well. Yeah. Or are they? Now we'll never know for real. That's true. Um, interior defensive line, ton of snubs, but I think that's just because the class. Yeah, understandably. I, I went with this, the Cincy duo here. Yeah. Um, brought in and uh, Marquise Copeland. I thought Copeland was like Copeland. I think ended up being the sixth biggest snub on my list. We, but we're both Copeland guys. Yeah, though. and I mean, if you look at the rest of the guys who are snub, like they're like Michael Dogby is at uh, the Temple defensive yeah, tackle, temp- who yeah. I really like. Um, Albert Huggins from Clemson, but that might be just because he was technically a backup, but he could have started at most programs in the country. Um, Ricky Walker from Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johanna. Uh, Go- I can't say last names. I can't say that one either. Wyoming, yeah. Yeah, from Johanna Gafayan from Wyoming, who I, I, sh- I think should have grad transferred but decided to go pro. Uh, yeah. And then a sneaky sleeper guy who I, I like a lot as a five-tech, Kyle Phillips from Tennessee, who had a big East-West Shrine game week. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. he's Another thing feeding into Zeke, he, he was apparently the best player at the East-West Shrine yeah. game. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. So that's weird. Um Edge, they did a fairly good job. I think just missing Malik Reed from Nevada, I would have liked to see. He's undersized, like 6'1, 245, but he would have tested really well and he's got bend yeah. for days, so that would have been I'll, nice. I'll throw a name out. Yeah. Going back to the East West Shrine week, who had a guy had a good week, and he's a fellow Canadian, Matthew Betts, baby. <laughs> it would have been just nice to see him there. Right, he'll be at the CFL Canada. Combine. 
It's fine. <laughs> he probably will be. No, he definitely will be. So. Um, linebackers. I like three guys, I think. Yeah, shoot. I, I've been talking first. You go for it. Would, would have been fun to see BJ Blunt there. <laughs> see, yeah, that's see. a good one. I didn't write that down. That's a good one, though. Uh, see how tall he is. Like if he if he grew since the senior, he's, he's gonna make he's gonna make a team as an undrafted free agent special teamer. And yeah, and I obviously the 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 athletic testing, the agility, and the straight line speed would have been big for Blunt. Yeah, I think if you throw the the two Mac linebackers, uh, Khalil Hodge and Ulysses Gilbert, in the mix there. Yeah, too. Khalil Hodge, I thought was the big one, just because mm-hmm. like he's pretty well known. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, like I don't think he, like he obviously struggles. Athletically and in coverage, but I th- think like 30 years ago, he'd be a starting linebacker in the NFL. That matters. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'll throw another one North Carolina's Cole Holcomb. Yeah. Who I like. Um, corners, I got Clifton Duck from Appalachian State. Hey. <laughs> We're just going back to the summer to our guys. I love Clifton Duck. I've loved him for like years. So. I, hey, I got a big old Brent Grimes comp on him. I love it. Uh, Jimmy Moreland, uh, another, another. Yeah, one. that's a good one. I didn't have that. that down either. Good one. Jamie. Um, uh, I think, especially after having a good Senior Bowl week, too. So. And, yeah, East West Shrine into the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and no combine. That's kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I got three safeties for you. Uh, All right. FAU's Jalen Young. who's that, both, That's that's my number one. Yeah, here. I think we're both into him. Yeah. Uh, UCLA's Darius Pickett. And Temple's Delvin Randall. Oh, I didn't even realize Randall wasn't there. Which that's... is, some people were really high on him partway through the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he definitely lacks athleticisms. Like he's, he'd be a day three guy, but like if he was athletic, people would be all over him. So I was surprised he wasn't there. By the way, going back quickly with Ferguson being out of the combine, maybe uh, Matthew Betts is going to get there. I do think I don't. Is that how this works? I don't know. Three thirty-eight, right? the number they cap it at. Like why not? <laughs> I think the the number should be higher. Yeah, I mean, why why not? Like, just give us four hundred. I I'm sh- like, who's complaining if we they see, if it's if the combine's longer, and you're getting more eyes on these guys and more yeah, like, like trustworthy numbers. I don't see. That's why I don't understand why not. It's it's a no lose situation. The more guys you bring, like the the scouts and everyone who are who is there to scout want to see every, like as many people as they can. Want to talk to as many people as they can. We want to see it, like, as media scouts, we want to see as many people as we can. If you're mm-hmm. watching it at home, you still want to see as many people as you can. Like, if you're <laughs> watching the Combine, if you're one like, I mean, we both grew up watching the Combine. Mm-hmm. I was happy to skip, skip a week of school to watch the Combine. <laughs> yeah, I could never pull that Monday off, but that Friday I never oh, went. I, uh, even, even in college, you just email the old prop, be like, hey, well, you know what, um, car didn't start today. So it's, cl- <laughs> it's cold. The car couldn't start. I'll uh, um, be taking today off. Sorry, but but for real, I don't know why the number isn't bigger. Like it costs the NFL a little bit more money, but like they're making a lot more money on the combine nowadays with people watching it. And uh, yeah, and the, the economic boom in India—that's that's forty more people or whatever, however many people they're bringing in. Whoa! How much money do you think the combine makes for the city of Indianapolis? Billions, trillions, even retweet. We we know economics very well. We're very familiar with. That. I don't even understand money. That's a fact. You know, though, AJ, if you want to make money, ever since I started <laughs> this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's gonna win. But if you think you know, you gotta check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under and how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code HEAVEN to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code HEAVEN, and if that doesn't work, try HEAVEN25, uh, when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You win, 
you wait, you play, you play to win. You play, you win, you get paid. My bucky. You play to win the game. Uh, Rob, quickly. What? Who's your fantasy guy? What, what does that mean? I don't know, you mentioned in the ad. Uh, yeah, who's your fantasy guy? Some of my fantasy guys. His name's James Barber. Oh, nice. Did we pull off a sweet trade in our Dynasty Fantasy League this week? Oh, yeah, you did. That was a pretty solid trade, but that's not the time to talk about this. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> No, I want to. We can talk about it. You got Tyrell Williams for the sixth pick in the, si- in the second, <laughs> second round. round. Yeah. Please get James. I would have swung that. I would have swung that. Tyrell's on my bench anyway. I got so many gosh darn receivers. Hidden free agency. He tried, to get, you, uh... he tried to get Dante Pettis off me. I said, look, Ooh, James, that's a no big way. draft crush for me. James James clearly not a fan of the show, or else he would have known you were never moving Dante Pettis. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite prospects. To be honest. Okay. Hey, let's talk about tackles. <laughs> offensive tackles. A position AJ and I are both familiar with because we played it and started as offensive tackles. Yeah, sure. Hey, I played left and right tackle. I once uh I once shut down Nathan oh, Shepard. It's not true. Nathan, call in. Confirm I or once deny got this. Dominated by Nathan Shepard. It was some other kid from Ajax or Pickering, whatever town he's from. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh okay, offensive tackles. People kind of slept on this class a bit, and as we dive yeah. in, it's much stronger, I think, at the top and throughout than uh, people expected. I think it is, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say top-heavy, but yeah. I like I the know. guys at the top, though. Yeah, let's get into it. It also depends if you view, some guys I think you can view as a tackle, and some, some people will view in the NFL will view as guard, so it kind of depends on that as well. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what names you'll be hearing next week between me and Okay, highest floor offensive tackle in this class. Uh, I went with Jonah Williams. The I, tackle, some say guard from Alabama. I um, also went with Jonah Williams. I think part, just really clean, man. I think part of that high, him having that high floor is. Let's say, let's say you do see him as a guard. I think he's an All Pro guard. Yeah, but I, I also think, think he can be like he's the number four player on, on my board. Uh, oh, really? Okay. So yeah, I'm very high on Jonah Williams. I, I didn't get blown away by Jonah Williams, but I like him a lot. He's my number one tackle, spoilers. But I didn't go in and get blown away like he's a top 10 player. Like I expect him to get drafted there, but like I, I didn't get the, super blown away. The NFL.com people don't think he will be. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, he's like he's like a top 20 guy firmly for me. Um, I think he's just, just like... What doesn't he do well, right? Like he's just so like he's, well rounded. I think really like the well-rounded. the questions will be with length, yeah, and athleticism, which coincides with pass protection, mm-hmm. and that's why some like he's also a dominant run blocker. I think that's also part of the reason people want to kick him inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he could be Marshall Yanda esque inside. I think. And when I originally watched him, like a year ago at this time, I thought yeah. he was a guard. Oh, and I then, didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And I said all. I remember sending. Uh, to you, I said all Alabama left tackles are guards. Oh, I remember you saying that. Because <laughs> I think Cam Robinson's a guard, too. Yeah, but if you start in the SEC for three years, uh, you're a tackle. That's... Yeah. But, yeah, I think Jonah Williams the definite choice here. Like, I don't have really any worry with him. No. And if you're... Again, if you're worried about the athleticism and length and whatever, you're going to kick him inside and get an all-pro guard. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is the more interesting question to me. I, I agree. Yes. Which tackle do you see with the highest ceiling? I uh, I, I kind of struggled a little bit with my pick here because I was scrambling right before the show because I forgot to do these. <laughs> I ended up settling on uh, the West Virginia tackle, Yanni Kajust. Oh, okay. I who who do you have? David Edwards? No. No, Jawan Jawan Taylor from Florida. I I think that's an, also a very good pick. Do you, just Jawan Taylor. Part of that he, for me is I think he's. Just, from 2017 to 2018 and through 2018, he just kept getting yeah. better. So I just yes. I see it trending that way. Yeah, I get that. I, I think Kajus got better from last year to this year too. I would have but really not, liked not, to see him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, me too. Not not the strides that Taylor made though, obviously. But uh, going back quickly, Kajus is one of the more athletic guys. That there we're... are rumors about his athletic testing that could – because I think – the NFL apparently doesn't like him as much as, like, say, people like us do. But there mm. are rumors his athletic testing is going to be sick. Yeah, and I'm not surprised by that. Like, he, he moves really it, well. His um, his balance in pass protection is yes. sick. That's my yes. favorite thing about him. Yeah, he probably uh, He'd probably be my second choice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Okay, let's not get too into Yanni. I, I want to talk a little jo- Jawan Taylor with you, actually. Yeah, so Jawan Taylor, 2017, I was like, okay. Like, maybe he could, he could be Marcus Gilbert type at, as a right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then into 2018, he just gets better and better, got meaner and meaner. Yeah. He's super aggressive. He finishes everything. He's also got huge big-time size. Like, he's 6'5", 335. Yeah. And he, he doesn't seem – like, he's not an unathletic guy for that size. No, I uh, I threw the Taylor tape on, and I wasn't expecting to be, like, really excited by him. But he gets, he gets the juices pumping, man. Like, he's he's really fun. And like you said, he's just mean and nasty. Like, he finishes fucking runs, like, uh, in the run game and in the pass game, puts mm-hmm. dudes on the ground. Like, I like him a lot. I thought it was, like, I don't know. He just seemed like the classic, like, type guy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw him on and not like him that much. But, no, quite quite the opposite. Yeah, he uh, and, and like I said, he just seems to be getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, value pick for you. Uh, for value pick, I, I you know how I kind of do value pick. I went with like a mid round guy that I kind of like. I think I like him more than you do. I, I went with the the tackle from South Carolina, Dennis Daly. I okay, I like him more than I thought I did. Me too. I think he's just like he's another dude that like is just like pretty th- solid. I think like, he'll be there in the fourth round. Yeah, that's where I ha- that's where I like him in the fourth. And like I like his value in the fourth round more than like fucking Greg Little in the first round by a mile. Uh, well, yeah, in the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I end up liking Greg Little more than I thought. I, I do, I do too. I just mean like people are talking about like Greg Little going tenth and stuff. I would no. much rather Dennis Daly a hundred and twelfth than yeah. I mean like. Daly is just like he's just pretty well rounded. He doesn't do anything spectacular. I think he's just a good solid tackle. You know, he kind of reminded me of like a, a light version of Tyrell Crosby last year. I was about to say I think he could kick inside to guard yeah. and like get on the field early ish in the NFL. I can yeah, six five, three oh four. I can see that. He's got the arms. Like he's he's really well built too. I, I like Dennis. I think he can be a really really solid. Uh, As I steal that Tyrell Crosby. Cop. I knew you liked that line. I knew you. Liked <laughs> I didn't even write that down. I, was, I knew you were gonna steal it. Oh, it looks like I wrote it down, so it's mine. <laughs> uh, who's your value pick? Uh, I went with Chuma Idoga, the USC. Okay. All right. Uh, right tackle, who I think is a better fit for the left side based off his senior bowl performance. Quickly, you know what's interesting in this class. A lot of these dudes are right tackles in college. Yeah, isn't that isn't that kind of weird? It is weird. Like Cody Ford, Juwan yeah. Taylor, um, yeah. Dalton Reisner, uh, Chumay yeah. Doga, Edwards, Edwards, Caleb McGarry, lots yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, even like the the lower end guys. Howard played the right side. Uh, Udo played the right side. I think it's just Tyree St. Louis played the right side up until this season. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of moving towards the fact it that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And when you think about it, Jonah Williams was a right tackle, or like not the blindside protector. So, at least this year. Oh yeah, because two is left-handed. Yeah, two is a lefty. So like it, it's just moving towards that. It doesn't actually matter, but there, it's it, still like even with me, it's still something I think about, and I shouldn't. I I me too. I agree. Like I still like okay, he's you know he's not that athletic. He's a right tackle or whatever. He's a big Mueller guy. He's a right tackle. But yeah, uh, it's, it's weird. I think we're moving towards that not being a thing. You need two good tackles. It's not like they're like, okay, the pass rushing edge is the right edge, and like that's where you're gonna play. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it does not matter that, anymore. They move guys around, obviously. It's and it just we bo- when you grow up on that idea, it's hard to like remove it. I think I'm trying to. I'm try- I, I, I am trying to as well, but like at times I feel it creep back in. Like when I, I had a pro comp, my pro comp for John Taylor's a left tackle. I was like, does that make sense? It's like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So then I just put it down. Yeah, it, but it, it it's all, like you're right though. It's like ingrained. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. Like, yeah, but yeah. So uh, Chuma Idoga, I think um, to, he could test really well at the combine yeah. and be a day two mm-hmm. pick. I think potentially. I don't disagree. But I right now I see him more as a fourth rounder, early fourth round guy, who I think can develop into a starting left tackle just because he's so smooth and quick, and his footwork's so clean and pass protection. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a guy I really enjoy. Uh see, I for me, Chuma is a little up and down. I know there there was the the talk about him having commitment issues at USC. Well, that scares me. You didn't hear about this? No, or am I am I making it up? I hope not. 
I don't think so. But maybe I am. I don't know. Uh, but on tape, I, he was like he's a little mild mannered for me. He, that's my knock on him. Yeah, he doesn't like. It, it, he doesn't only not play through the whistle. He kind of stops before the whistle sometimes. Yeah, he's not an aggressive run blocker. No, he, but, but when he wants to, he can do it. So like I I get it with Chuma. I'm in the fourth round too. That's why that's what keeps me from being like he's a day two guy. Is like me too. That, me you're too. gonna have to coach him up a lot on these things. Me too. Me too. Uh, I think he needs to get stronger. But we saw him at the Senior Bowl and he looked good. Yeah. Okay. So sleeper for you. Uh like, for sleeper, I, I want the guy that I don't love, but he has all the pieces. And it was another guy who had a good Senior Bowl week, and it, it's Oli Udo from Elon. I I have him pretty low. But it just seems like all the pieces are there for him to be a good tackle. He's a, he can be a mean motherfucker in the run game too. Yeah, like he's, 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 he's a, not afraid to throw his size around. He's mass. He's six six three twenty seven with thirty six inch arms. Like, um, I, like yeah. But he he almost isn't powerful for his size. It's inconsistent. You want to see more yeah. at times, but then sometimes you're like, geez, that's a people mover. Yeah, I mean like. I, if you clean up a lot, I think he could be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wrote down four. He was one of them. Uh, <laughs> I also wrote down Dennis Daly, who I wasn't sure if he counted as a sleeper. I think it depends who you talk to. With, I think he does. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and the the other two I have, um, this again, depends who you talk to because I've seen people quite high on him. Alabama State's Titus Howard. Yeah, I think I think this, uh, he does as well. He counts? Oh yeah, I've seen so. I've seen people like talk him up as a top fifty prospect. I don't think so. I, which I yeah I disagree with that too. But um, just his, his combo of size and athleticism. Mm-hmm. He he had an up and down senior bowl week, mm-hmm. but I think the parts are there to turn him into something. And See, I, I, quickly, sorry, I, I have Titus above uh, Udo, but I would rather have Udo. I think if that makes that's any interesting. Sense. Udo might be a, like a, you could turn him into a guard. That too, with is, that size, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Howard, Howard's gonna stay on the outside, uh, yeah, I agree because of that athleticism. Uh, and then, uh, a guy I didn't really know much about who declared early though, North Carolina tackle William Sweet, 6'6, 300. I liked what I saw in the run game. Uh, he's a he's a finisher. Um, I like this size, I like his feet. He's uh, some tactical stuff, some bend issues. Uh, mm-hmm. needs to get stronger with his anchor, but uh, the parts are there for a day three pick. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, who's your wild card? I'm with Greg Little. That, I, kinda... I mean, the, it's pretty impossible not to go with him. Yeah, uh, like you touched you touched on, uh, we seen him mock 10th, and I don't know if he looks like that. So, um, I don't know, what do, you, do you want to talk about Greg Little now, or do you want to save it? Uh, maybe we can talk about him a little bit. Um, I liked I, him a lot more than he, I did in the summer. He was a actually. massive recruit, so his name's been buzzing for years. He went to Ole Miss. Yeah. He's a big left tackle with athleticism. So I, there, are, there are much more things to like than I thought. Yep, um, me too. Like, but I again, tenth is crazy. Like, I wouldn't take him in the first round. I wouldn't either. I have him as like a mid to late second round guy, more more late. Yeah. I agree. But like, yeah, like the the size and, and the length. There's and still the a lot of ability. technical. Like you're drafting him to yeah. develop him. If you're taking this guy tenth, like you're probably throwing him in the fire right away, and that's a recipe for disaster. I think. Yeah, like he's a guy I, who I I don't really want to play much as a rookie. Who Who do you think is a safer dude in the second round, though? Desmond Harrison or Greg Little? Desmond Harrison or Greg Little? Yeah. Desmond Harrison was undrafted. Oh wait, what am I? No, the other guy. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm Friend. talking about either. How about, would you have taken Desmond Harrison in the second round? Who am I trying to think of? I have no idea, but no, I would not oh, have shit. taken Desmond Harrison in the second round with his off-field stuff. Yeah, but it worked out for the Browns. I'm just joking now. Uh, okay, let me look up who I was trying to pull, and I'm stupid. Okay, well, my best bet is Jonah Williams from Alabama because, I mean, I touch on this a lot. I think he's a left tackle, but if he does struggle there, I think you kick him inside and you've got an all-pro Zach yeah. Martin type of guard. Your pro comp is Connor Williams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, correct. Because they have the same name. Correct, correct. Who the fuck was I trying to think of? I don't know. You've given me no clues. All you've said is Desmond Harrison, so I don't think I can help. Uh, how about Desmond Harrison? Okay, how about Brian O'Neill? Uh, it wasn't who I was thinking of, but just throw that in. I like, I like Greg Little more than I like Brian O'Neill. Me too. End of the second. Brian minute, O'Neill um, ended up playing much better as a rookie than I thought he would. Me too. Um, how about like Corbett, 33rd? 
I hated that pick, though. Me too. I, that didn't make any sense to me because yeah. I didn't see much guard now, in the NFL. Yeah, now you've got great. He's backing up Joel Batonio and Kevin Zeeler. And I mean, it looks bad when Braden Smith was a quote unquote guard and now he's a tackle, too. So. Yeah. Went a couple picks later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, best bet for me is also Jonah Williams. All right. You want to count down our, our 10 to 1 offensive tackles now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who you got at 10? 10th, I have out of the University of Washington, Caleb McGarry. I uh, I don't love Caleb McGarry, though. I, I think there's a lot of holes in Caleb McGarry's game. I have him as, like, a, I guess a mid-late fourth guy. I think you, you like him more than I do, right? Uh, I think I think uh, I have him early fourth. Okay, so not... Not, not like, much. an incredible not amount more. Um, yeah. I think there are definitely things to like with him. Um, I mean, his sizes. His, yeah, his size... Lovely. He also had a better senior bowl than I was expecting. Me too. I, I that's kind of what senior bowl means a lot for me for offensive linemen. To be honest, it, I, see, it, I get to see him a lot. It, and it sends me back to the tape on most offensive linemen. Yeah. Um. But for McGarry, like, you know what to like. Like he's he's massive. He's going to move dudes in the run game. I I think he's just a inconsistent in general. Like from top to bottom. Like almost sometimes like he's unaware of what he's doing out there. He also, and sometimes he like, makes good plays. Sorry, go ahead. His footwork can get real messy. He can play really high in pass pro at times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, those those shorter edges with bend can kill him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quickness is going to smoke. Like, his lot. combine testing will be big. Yeah. And I don't... I think he's, he's kind of a clumsy football player. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But, like, I still think he can develop into a starting rate tackle. I do, too, but I wouldn't take him higher than the fourth i don't think some of these guys i would not are, want to play him as a rookie no me either some of these guys i can see going higher than where i have them um actually guys are probably well, i mean tackle demand here. the positional value does that right yeah mm-hmm, for sure who, who do you have to have? Uh, i got chumay doga here the oh. usc right tackle who i i see as more of a left tackle uh we talked about him a lot uh pa- like I, I love what he does in pass pro his footwork his quickness mm-hmm. obviously like we said timid it Seems yeah. like at times he doesn't play through the whistle, which affects him as a run blocker. Um, he his anchor really needs to get stronger. It looked stronger at the Senior Bowl, though. I will it did. Say that, that. He, yeah, he needs to get stronger in general. I think. Yeah, he, he looked better. At there the are some. Bowl. So he was six four three zero three at the Senior Bowl, but he he still like three zero three is fine at six four. But he's yeah. like he seems like he looks thin. He looks lean for sure. Yeah, um, he's a hundred and fourth on my board. Uh, I have a big pro comp on him because, like this guy, I think he has the tools to develop into a starting left tackle in the NFL. Um, I, I see a lot of upside with him. It's a like that. I, I still wouldn't like gamble on him in, like the second round or anything crazy. But yeah. like Teron Armstead, just with that okay. combination of athleticism, and footwork. Not the size of Teron though, right? Teron's not that much bigger though. He's like no? six five. Um, but I do think. Like, Chuma needs to put on weight, but... He does. Add strength. Uh, uh, Chuma's ninth for me. I think we got him around the same. I have him a fourth-round guy. Mid-fourth, I guess. Uh, we, we talked about him. Like, uh, I think everything we said is accurate, and I think he plays a bit high. I think that's about it. That's, a, that's about... Yeah, that's no, I, 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 that's, a, that's, a, that's a good add. He does play a bit high. His bend yeah. can be inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and we just swapped. Nine for me is Caleb McGarry from Washington. hundred <laughs> yeah. second on my board. You, you hit it on the nose. Like... His his size, his meanness, his ability in the run game, but then he, he the sloppy clumsiness at times in pass pro, mm-hmm. especially with footwork and bend. Yeah. Um, pro comp from Marcus Gilbert. Who, I don't hate it. Who took some time to catch on yeah. and turn into a, a very solid right tackle for the Steelers. I think that that's something he could do. Uh, number eight for me, I have a Dennis Daly, the South. Oh, okay, so yeah, he, I like to I like tomorrow. He's so he's eleven for me. Okay, so we have like pretty much the same grouping. Um, he's like just over Chuma and McGarry. Uh, all, all of them, I see all three of them as fourth round dudes. Yeah, like I don't have like I, I have him eleven, but I don't have him like far behind those guys. Yeah, I, I we talked about him already. I just think he's really well rounded. I, I kind of say like Terrell Crosby, who was one of my guys last year. Yeah, we both like uh, Terrell Crosby a lot. Yeah, like I've I've Dennis Daly mid fourth round. Yeah, I. I I'm like probably early fourth, early mid. Um, I think just like I said, well rounded, good leverage. He's just always under control, smooth, technically pretty technically sound. I think he's good in pass pro, solid run uh, run blocking. 
He's not overly powerful, but I think he, he's a good football player. Yeah, like, again, I'm not overly worried with many things with him. And, and that those are the type of guys I like to draft on the offensive line in the mid-rounds. Yeah, and, like, the, like, like Ty, 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 that's why player. Tyrell Crosby one's a good one. Yeah, I had I, Crosby a little higher, though. But yeah. yeah. I didn't like a second-round dude, but yeah. Uh, okay, for me, Greg Little is eighth. Okay. Uh, I have a big jump from my 9, 10, 11 area to the eight. Like, Greg Little is eighth for me, but the jump – McGarry was 102nd on my board. Little, 62nd. That's a pretty massive jump. Oh, okay. So, wait. Uh, no, no. I I have the exact same thing. 10, 9, 8, or fourth round, and Greg Little is my number seven. I have him in the late second. I was like, wait, who am I missing? But I already know who it is. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. So Oh, yeah, like, okay. I, I feel like I know now. Um, yeah. Okay, so – with Greg Little, we 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 talk. He's got he's got this size. He's got the athleticism. Six five three twenty five. He moves quite well for a man of his size. Um, yeah. He's mean in the run game. I think he's a good run blocker. He uses his hands well. They're pretty heavy. There's tactical things in pass pro. I'm worried about his footwork yeah. can get really sloppy and he can get yeah. just beat badly at times in pass. Gets really wide too. Yeah, like he tactically he seems like. The thing that keeps me from loving him the way some people seem to love him is, like, tactical mess and pass pro. That's why I wouldn't want to play him as a rookie, necessarily. Yeah. Um, me too. Same, same a lot thing. of potential, but the the floor is really low. I agree. Uh, I'll throw a couple more things in there. Uh, when he gets to the second level, I don't feel like he does much. I feel like he kind of watches a lot of plays. Yeah. Like he, he's just kind of there. I see that. It's kind of like Chuma, but not quite. Um, I do think he's he's kind of a like he's he's gonna get killed by savvy p- pass rushers. Yeah, like he oversteps, and not a lot of dudes took advantage and came back inside. And I think you can kind of see him get smoked there. But like you said, he's so big, he's long, and he moves really well. Like there's a lot there's a lot there. Um, he's a bit of a project, but like Mike- how about Colton Miller or Greg Little? In where it depends on range. Oh well, like yeah. I have Greg Little higher than Colton Miller. Okay, that was my question. I, yeah, I don't. I, oh fuck, I didn't like Colton Miller at all. I didn't either. But like the a little bit of a similar idea, not quite. But yeah. Um, look how high Colton. My 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 comp on Little is DJ Humphreys. <laughs> like all the all this potential that just needs mm-hmm. to be met. Humphreys didn't play as a rookie at all, if you remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now he battles injury issues, but uh, so you said Little was seven for you, right? Yep. Seven, seven for me is Wisconsin right tackle David Edwards. Okay. Um, I thought he did not take any steps forward from. I I agree. From twenty seventeen, we were both entering this season liking him a lot, yeah. like thinking if he takes that step, he could be, uh, I don't know, a top twenty, pick. yeah, top yeah. twenty pick. Yeah. Um, but he just didn't seem to get any better. I know. I agree. Like, in the summer, Adam, in that 20 to 32 range, he ended up selling in, like, uh, that 33 to 45 range for me. He's 57th on my board. Um, He's just, like, he's 6'6", 315, moves, like, he's got athleticism. Mm -hmm. I I like his footwork, but he plays too high, which messes him up in pass protection. But I like what he does in the run game. But I think his anchor is inconsistent. I think his hand placement's inconsistent. He doesn't finish as much as I would love. For sure. Like, I, I, I felt that in the summer, too, and he didn't really improve. Like, he just gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. Um, a guy with, a, again, potential because of the athleticism and length, but he just yeah. needs a lot of coaching. My comp uh, on him is Eric Fisher. It's not bad. But it was Lane Johnson in the summer, so. Yeah. Like, I thought he would <laughs> take it to that level. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I think I agree with everything you said. Just the one thing, I think he did get a bit stronger, at least, so. But, I mean, you're going to expect that at the Wisconsin weight room. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, who's six for you? Uh, six, I got Andre Dillard. Finish and your drink. Could... I do, too. Hell, yeah. Hey, we did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mid, mid-second round, dude. I like Dillard. Uh, obviously, we need to see him run block a little more. But he, a little bit we saw, it's not bad, right? He Yeah, in the, in the senior bowl, like, he's not a people mover. But he was he looked yeah. better technically, like... He's a good seal blocker in the run game. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just like he's just always under control. His black, uh, his, his pass blocking is just yeah. He's it, he's one of the best so pass protectors in this class. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, I I legit think you can argue he's the best pass blocker. In this I think class. he can too. Like his feet are really quick and they stay beneath him. He's always under control. I love that. Yeah, his, he stays his, low. Nice leverage. Like 
Go ahead, sir. I, again, it, a lot of that is, is just I want to see more from in the run game because of like the way Washington State is. But yeah, yeah um, pass protections there, footworks there. Yeah, uh, I think he's the, got. The, he, he's not like the biggest or strongest guy, but he's got a good anchor despite that. I was about to say I think his anchor is a little soft. I thought it was better than I was expecting. Oh yeah, me too. But I, it could be improved. But oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely. It. I get it. That comes back to strength. Um, he, he's almost like a rich man's Edoga. Yeah. In style, I guess. Yeah, in style. Um, he's fifty-first on my board, and my pro comps Russell Kuhn. I saw that. That's interesting. Um, oh, you read my articles? Shut up. Uh, fifth, fifth is where David Edwards is, and I—that's I, the same grouping for me as like Edwards, Diller, Little. They're all second round dudes for me. Yeah, I've got the, those guys are in their own tier, and then I have another tier. Yeah, um, we already talked a lot about David Edwards. I—I I hope he makes the next step. Um, combine's gonna be interesting. But yeah, he just—you're uh, right though. He didn't—he didn't take that big step that we really hoped for. And you, like, like you—you you nailed that. You, you nailed it. Like. I liked him like in a in the twenty to thirty two range. I thought he could get himself there easily and potentially a top twenty dude, and he just didn't do. That. Yeah, I still like him a lot though. But. I think the Wisconsin offensive line that is in this NFL draft all kind of underachieved from where I was expecting. Definitely. Definitely. And then the one guy who overachieved didn't come out. Yeah. Um, five for me is Yadni Kajust, who is uh. He's currently 38th on my board, um, but I have a big pro comp on him. And if he tests the way he's rumored to test, and the fire alarm is going off in my house. Um, <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm hopefully a burn and die. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, what he does in pass protection is impressive. Um, and his footwork is his balance through pass protection. I think he has really strong hand placement in pass protection. I think he's got a strong anchor in pass protection. Uh, I want to, again, more in the run game. Um, I have a, like, David Bakhtiari is my comp on him, though. Like, that's a big comp. That is a big comp. Um, Who I think, like, so, like, David Bakhtiari is probably the best pass protector in the NFL. At left tackle. Yeah, um, Kajus is my next guy, so we have him like in the same spot. Twenty um, fifth to fortieth for me in that range. Uh, he did take the the bigger step that than David Edwards did from the summer to this yes. year, right? Yeah, he he yes, yeah. Um, you pretty much hit it with Kajus, I think. Um, he got better as the year went on too, which I like. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes his hand placement can be off. I see a couple whiffs. But he's really good at recovering from that. That, 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 that. And that comes back to his balance. He can reset yes. well. Yes. And the athleticism. Um, okay. Who, he, so he was four for you, right? Correct. So yeah. my fourth is a guy who I uh, you obviously have as an interior offensive lineman. Then um, Dalton Reisner. Oh, no. He's 15th for me. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, he's, he's, I, was he's about, a guard. I was about to fuck you, AJ. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> he's um, a guard, yeah. So I actually had Reisner as an interior offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Up until two days ago. <laughs> okay. And part of that was, I think he proved he can be a right tackle at the Senior Bowl. He spent I, the whole week yeah. at right tackle. Yeah. And I think the NFL is going to give him a shot at right tackle. His his arm length came in um, mm-hmm. ab- above 34. He's, he came in at 6'5", 300. I think, yeah. So I think the NFL will give him his shot at right tackle before they kick him inside. But the best part about Reisner is he's played left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, and center. Yep. So you're drafting a Swiss Army knife. You just put him where you need him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't I don't think that he can't play tackle. No, you just yeah, exactly. And that that was my struggle was I I don't uh, like of having him there. I just went with him as a tackle in the end, just because I think the NFL is going to put him there first. I just yeah, but my comp my comp for him's a guard. So who knows? His his skills just translate so well to being a guard. I think yeah. Well, so my pro comp on him is Joel Batonio. Mm-hmm. And I think he can be a Pro Bowl guard, or he could be a really good right tackle. I think that's fair. Um, well, uh, we can talk about him a little more next week. So. Uh, I and I have him twenty fifth on my board. He just he does he's the only thing like his footwork can get a little bad at times. And there's athleticism questions, but he's a finisher. He works well at the second level. He plays with really strong balance. He's really good in the run game. His hands are strong. Mm-hmm. But and we'll talk about him more next week. Uh, <laughs> who's three for you? Oh, I have Jawan Taylor number three. Okay, so our top three is the same. Jo- All right. I have Jawan Taylor three as well. 
I uh, Taylor and Ford are very, very, very tight for me though. Me, me too. I like them both uh, a lot, to be honest. I'm like these two are what boosted this tackle class. Me too. I because like I kind of hinted upon, like I kind of expected them both to be hypey. Like when I when I saw them, yeah, they out because Ford really was like all of a sudden. Yeah, for sure. Like all of a sudden, he was a top ten, fifteen pick. Uh, well, let's talk about Juwan first, I guess. Yeah. So six five. We talked about him already, but six five three thirty five. Mm-hmm. Absolute s- sob. Uh, yeah. Dominant run blocker. Finishes. He's aggressive in pass pro. Pass pro is not passive. That's my no. favorite thing people say. Yeah. Um, heavy hands. Um, works well to the second level. Uh, I really my only knock is his footwork can get a little up and down. Yeah. Um. They're quick though. Which... Yeah. No. And like again, he's getting better and better, and just the pe- yeah. he's full of potential. That's why he's got my highest ceiling. Yeah. No, I think that's totally fair. I mean, um, I think his hands might be a little late or slow sometimes, but he's like he he uses his body well, and like he, he does. Another... He, he does. He mirrors well. Yes, that's what I'm about to say. He mirrors really well, and he recovers well. Um, he sits on the stool, you know, the old pass <laughs> protection uh, phrase. He does that really well. Um, he's a little lungy, I think, but like when he gets his ha- when he gets his hands on dudes, he controls them, especially in the run game. I kind of thought that was impressive to me. Like he can turn dudes really well and like really subtly. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like you said, feisty. I think run game. He's out of his stance, like a like really quick for size. Uh, I think like if he sometimes he loses up top, but his lower body helps him a lot. Like he's really he's really strong lower body. It's, his anger is good. Um, back to back pass for I think he might overstep on athletic dudes like Greg Little, mm-hmm. but I think he can work back inside and use his uh, his frame and just a. Uh, reset and uh, figure it out. Yeah, so he's fifteenth on my board right now, but I can see him being a top ten pick. I uh, I'm in the twenty to thirty two range. I uh, don't disagree with you though, especially if he tests really well, just at that size. Um, my comp on him is Debrickashaw Ferguson. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, so two for both of us. Then it is Oklahoma right tackle Cody Ford. Yeah, same range twenty to thirty two. I have him eleventh. Interesting. Okay. Um. He's almost like, he's almost like a guy I don't have a lot to say because he's really clean. clean. Yeah, he's especially he, for his size. Like, he, I was impressive. about to say that's a, he is, like he's probably like six three three forty. Yeah, he is the widest tackle. But that somehow have you seen the? I forget which game it was. He ends up like forty yards downfield run blocking. I did. Like yeah. I don't know how his movement skills for a man of his width don't make yeah. sense to me. Yeah. And his footwork is much better than I was expecting going in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, he's nasty too, which is funny. Yeah. Like his his hands are clamps. Like when you when you get that, you, that, you're done. That's my favorite thing about uh, Jonah Williams, Cody Ford, Jawan Taylor. They're all mean sobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're finishers. I like. It's almost like there's not too much to say about Ford. Like his anger's really, really strong. Like a, I was ex- I again. I was holes. expecting him to struggle as a pass protector because of the way he's built, and then yeah. he just didn't. His footwork was much better than I was expecting. His hand placement's really strong. He's got heavy hands. Yeah. He's got a strong motherfucking anchor. And there yeah. are times it is just his anchor can be dominant. Yeah. And his quickness is crazy for a guy that size. Yeah. Um. He. he I think like that's why he's in the highest upside conversation because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he's really him. <laughs> him and Taylor are gonna be really fun at the combine. Uh, oh, my comp on him struggled just because the way he's built, it's hard to find. Like think, like make that connection. I have Cordy Glenn right now. I don't hate that. I saw that, and I don't mind that. And I think like because I think Cordy Glenn's a very good left tackle when he's healthy. He's just never really healthy. Yeah. Uh, and then about the same size too. Yeah. And then Jonah Williams, number one for us both. What? So he's fourth on my board. Like I said. Which is behind only Bosa, Quinn, and Williams, and Ed Oliver. Where is his range for you? A uh, top twenty guy. I don't love him, like, but like I expect him obviously to go higher than that. You know what I mean? But should we just based on what the rumors the NFL thinks of him? Like, well, would you be surprised if Ford and Taylor go both above him? No, Me I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. And be. a month ago, two months ago, I've said you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, but here we are. Uh, Talk about Williams a lot. Just really, 
like Ford. Just really clean. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to come down to length and athleticism for him, really, to keep him as a tackle. Um, um, finisher moves, I, I think, moves quite well uh, to the second level in the run game. Yeah. Really. I, like, he's he's athletic enough to go make some blocks on the edge. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't hate it. like it, it's, he's clearly not an athletic freak by any means, but like I but I, I think he's the best run blocking tackle in the class. Yeah, I mean he's just he's just so good at it. Yeah, and like my comp on him is Andrew Whitworth, which I I guess it depends who you ask if that's a big comp or not. It's a big comp. I I as well think that. But I don't I don't hate it to them. be honest. He he doesn't have this quite the same length as Whitworth. No, but he's clean like Whitworth is. Mm-hmm. And Whitworth played as a guard earlier in his career before making the move yeah. to tackle. A uh, couple things on Jonah that I think we haven't said. Uh, his hands can get a little wide, I noticed. A um, little messy. I don't know. Uh, positive thing, like he, he's really aware of everything, I yeah, think. A, I think he's a really smart football player. Yeah, like he's he just always knows what he's doing. Like You see so many instances where, like, he, you know, the the classic chip the edge inside to help with the guard, and then he picks up a blitz flawlessly, like... Like, I'm not saying he's, like, Quentin Nelson-level prospect by any means, but uh, the same awareness that a Quentin Nelson had, that type of... Yeah, those those tapes were fucked. Maybe I'm going to go and watch some old Quentin Nelson. Those were so fun. Yeah, just a tone setter that brings attitude to your offensive line as a whole makes everybody better. Yeah, I I think, like, I I was really happy that... um, Taylor and Ford were as good as they, yeah, and then again it comes back. This tackle class is much better than I think anybody thought going in. Yeah, and like even when I was doing it, I'm like, okay, well, I have a bunch of dudes second round up, but then the, the middle of this class, I don't know. And then I found those dudes. That I ended up like, okay, this is a fourth round guy. That yeah, I like, like the Daly. De- the Dennis Dailies of the world. Yeah, um, and then there's a handful of small school guys that are intriguing. Yeah, like the the two late dudes, Titus Howard and uh, Oli Udo, that like. I'm lower on Howard, I think, than you are. But from what you were saying, yeah, I think. But so. I think they could—they're definitely interesting prospects, and like Howard's I think they're going to get for me at tackle. I closed mine now, but I, I think he was—he's lower than that for me. I don't know. He might be twelfth after. Who do you have eleventh? St. Louis? Da- no, Daly. Daly. Remember? Because I have Dalton oh, Reisner. Right. Where do you have St. Louis? Uh, thirteen. Like thirteen. Okay, I think I have St. Louis in between. St. Louis is weird. Then, not, I don't love him, but he's just there. Then I, I have Bobby know. Evans, fourteen. Okay, uh, Evans. Evans, I think is a guard. I think he is too. I I just have him at tackle still. Okay, so maybe we'll he, you'll hear his name next week. Then we'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us here at Seven Rounds in Heaven. Hope you enjoy tackle talk. Um, and combine snub chief is me. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at ajmarchese13 at Rob Paul NFL or my burner account NFL scouting combine chief snub chief <laughs> snub chief. <laughs> Uh, armchair at AC All Americans at Armchair NFL. Go to armchairallamericans.com. You can read my recent seven round mock draft or hopefully my top 25 NFL Combine snubs articles out by now. And uh, yeah, so AJ, any last words? Yeah, uh, get off the mound, please. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.